Welcome and some sincere heartfelt greetings to new and old friends alike. I am Adam Kelly and I'm the executive director of the Southern Tomfoolery Network. On behalf of the entire crew, we are pleased to present to you a brand new actual play podcast experience, Live and Let Fly. If this is your first time listening to an STF Network show, the entire staff and community welcomes you to our growing family. STF Network began in April 2019 as a group of friends excited to try out Starfinder, a shiny new system for us to sink our teeth into. And so we decided to podcast our experience. We have since grown into a network featuring several adventures, auxiliary discussion shows, and even a few collaborative efforts with other podcasts along the way. We love this game, we love telling stories, and we love bringing you to our table and giving you that experience of table chemistry, of friends at the table. You can check out our website to find links to all of our other shows at southerntomfoolery.com. Our flagship show there is the Apollo Protection Agency, and we take characters from level 1 to level 20, starting with Against the Aeon Throne, going into Signal of Screams, and then capping it all off with Devastation Arc. There's all sorts of content available out there, but for now, you have joined us at the beginning of a fresh new adventure for the crew of Southern Tom Foolery. Zach will be taking the GM seat this time around, giving myself an opportunity to play a character I could not be more excited to play. We will be playing the Fly Free or Die adventure path from Paizo, but we will be bringing our own unique touch to the story. So sit back, grab yourself a beer, some water, a glass of wine, or a giant iced tea, and let's get ready to live and let fly. everyone to the first episode of the live and let fly podcast oh yeah there it is, there it is. What is yes, yes, oh yes how's your family all right all right yes. we are all so excited to be here presenting a new adventure for you under the southern tom fullery network umbrella my name is Zach, and I will be your GM for this adventure. Yay! Uh, yay! Yay! Me! Yeah! 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 Foray into the STF network. So again, hi. I'm Zach. Hi, new people. Hi. Yeah. Hey. Hi, hi, new person. You want to introduce yourself real quick? Who, me? Yeah, you. No, the new oh, person. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, my name's Adam. Uh, A. Kelly to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am also on the other STF shows. Uh, I think all of them. Um, I'm the GM. <laughs> 
For pretty safe to say, we all are. No, we aren't all it's on all true. of them. It's not true. Mm. Anyways, we'll get to you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Josh. He interrupts me all the time. You'll get used it's to true. it. This just, is true. Just to have the opportunity to be wrong. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm the GM for our, our other show, the Apollo Protection Agency, and play music, live in New Orleans, and am so excited to be playing this adventure and not GMing it because, <laughs> boy... I don't think I have the headspace to GM a whole nother adventure right now. <laughs> All right, Adam, we, we didn't need a whole life story, bro. We just wanted you to introduce yourself. You know yourself. who okay. you asked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on real quick, uh, Josh. So I'm Josh. Uh, I am in apparently not all of the other STF shows. <laughs> You're in most um, of them. I'm in most, but not all. Uh, played Fell in the Apollo Protection Agency and play fritz in hacky sack heroes um he's a great captain huge (laughs) i mean i'm a huge tech gear gearhead nerd you know it's Mm -hmm. uh kind of my thing truly but yeah i don't don't really know what else to say i'm just ready man (laughs) all right so moving on we have john next fucking killing it hey what's up man super glad to have you at, at the end of the table here zach um my name is john thomas and I am in most of the STF games as well. Um, I play Xenophanes 5 and Android Technomancer in our APA flagship series, uh, which starts with Against the Aeon Throne. I also play Sweet Heat, a Skittermander Vanguard in our homebrew Hacky Sack Heroes adventure. And I am delighted to be a part of this. Glad to have you, John. Moving around uh, counterclockwise as we are going, we have Emily. You're, you're, as we're doing this on Zoom, your clockwise is different from mine, but I'm about it. Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm Emily Summerlin. Uh, as everybody has said, I am also in most of the STF other games. Uh, in our flagship show, I play Nariko Zivarajni. Uh, please call her Ziva. And IGM, our homebrew game, uh, Hacky Sack Heroes. So I'm with Adam. I'm super glad to be playing again, not GMing. Uh, proud of <laughs> you, Zach. Super duper excited to see what all you've got in store for us. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm like sweaty, nervous, excited. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It's going to be great. And be great. last but certainly not least, my good friend, your good friend. Heath Parker. Uh, hey, yeah, I am Heath Parker uh, on our main show for APA. I play Titanium Mike, the <laughs> toughest goddamn vest anyone's ever seen. Uh, I play DJ Trev, keeping it cash magash on uh, Hacky Sack Heroes, the Emily GMs. Uh, and I have been friends with Zach for now over half of my life. Indeed. I think that's, uh, yeah, over half Holy of crap. our lives for sure. It's yeah. a long yeah. time. It's I'm, a I'm, real long time. It is. It is. Are, over 15 years now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is that number accurate? Oh. <laughs> well, Zach is older than me, so I think he's like right around the halfway. Now I'm officially over the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is but, this is how you kill any new listeners. More than half. Yep. Thank exactly. you. Thank you. We're weeding out the weak-willed. Okay? Yeah. We're weeding them out right now. Yeah, they can't yeah, handle, yeah, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. can't handle us at our reminiscing, then you don't deserve us at our beautiful AP, okay? <laughs> our, our, oh, our, I meant the shitty puns, like, yeah. right no, off the oh, bat with the Zachary. Disregard all of that, then. That's also who we are, though. I thought I mean, you were like, saying, like, our first review is going to be like, look, I was down with this AP until I learned they were friends. <laughs> 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 I was like, no, we dodged the bullet there then. That's yeah. nonsense, and I won't be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shenanigans. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm Heath. I'm kind of the resident uh, sports fan, um, not very tech-savvy kind of dude. So, uh, yeah, other than not being tech-savvy, I wake up every morning and piss excellence. <laughs> oh my gosh! I would say he's if also you woke the most up in the like, mornings. He, yeah, he's also the most modest and, um, you know, humble, down to humble, earth, humble. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of the group mm-hmm. for sure. Grounded, humble brag. <laughs> yeah, gotta have one, you know, to balance out all of our huge egos. Right. <laughs> so important. So important. Well, guys, 
I am so glad that y'all are here. I'm so glad everyone listening at home is joining us on this journey. I cannot wait to uh, get into this Starfinder adventure with you. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it, right? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. So, <clears throat> everyone, like most Starfinder adventures, uh, this one begins in space. <laughs> uh, Starship combat. Not almost, almost. <laughs> but anyway, let's set the scene here. So, among the stars, we see a drift portal open up above the lush planet of Castravel. Emerging from the portal, we see a boxy, nondescript freighter ship. The letters E and J arranged vertically across the side of the hull. The Yevgenia Jameson Corporation officially known as Edge Corp, or simply the company by its employees, is known for its never-ending mission to industrialize space. The company sends endless fleets of ships to mine valuable resources, transport cargo from one planet to another, and terraform planets from inhospitable hells into private paradises bought and sold by the galaxy's elite. Edgecorp manufactures everything from starships and mining equipment to spacesuits and ration packs. They are so ubiquitous, in fact, that it's rare for an expedition to depart from the packed worlds without some kind of Edgecorp technology aboard. As we move closer to this freighter, we see its designation, BD-514. As usual, the company is all business when it comes to naming their fleet. Closer still, we move until we can see inside the freighter's bridge, where we find the ship's crew reviewing their latest assignment. A white-furred Vlaka, a canine-like humanoid, presses a button on his console and brings up a holovid. A Brunneri, an otter folk with sleek brown fur, appears on screen. She's wearing an olive green flight suit emblazoned with the Edgecorp logo, and she's fidgeting with a worn out wrench. The crew recognize her immediately as Tarika, their company dispatcher, and for some of them, an old friend. Howdy, y'all. Tarika here. So, here's the deets on your next job. You're gonna wanna head over to Cabaret on Castorville, down to a little family owned grocery called Pratt's Produce. The owner is a Lashunta named Runo Pratt, and we're going to deliver a big old shipment of yarrow berries for him. You know, the little berries that grow everywhere around the banks of the Yarrow River? Well, they sell big on Akaton, so you're going to haul about 50 tons to Hive Market, and the berries got to make it there before they spoil. Pratt said we got about six days. If y'all manage to get them there before then, I'm sure there'll be a big bonus in it for you. This should be a routine job, and I'll send over more details before you get to Akaton. All right, we'll see you. And the holovid ends. So, so the, the Vlaka—that—that's me. It, as uh, as you said, it is a uh, canine wolf humanoid uh, with white fur, but there's like patches of black fur that kind of poke through uh, the undercoat, you know. So you'll every now and then you'll just kind of see some black. Um, hair follicles sprouting out and he's wearing the edge court coveralls but around that he has a large purple scarf that kind of drapes around his neck and shoulders after he clicks off the message he turns to the crew and he says alright uh, let me get a status report from all the stations Tia can you tell me what how the ship systems are looking yes the uh, everything seems to be in order mechanically the engine has full power okay so tell me about Tia so Tia short for Hez Tia Hylaxia is the character that I'm playing uh, she is a female Sheeran which is a uh, bug like person with mandibles um, She, her carapace is kind of yellowish amber with like a muted blue kind of trim on the like neck and joints and and some striping um <clears throat> and she's just a sweetheart man she's she's just here to get some work experience and to better serve and worship her deity hylax the forever queen 
All right. Thank you for that report, uh, Hestia. Quick clarification. Have you secured everything in the engineering bay in preparation for approach? Uh, yes, I did, but I can go and double check if need be. No, that's quite all right. I'll, I'll take your word for it. All right, Gadrick, how is our course looking? Well, right on schedule as always. Excellent. And, yeah, Gadrick is uh, a soaky. Just under four feet tall, has a scar over his right eye, and some have said that he has an absurdly wide mustache. Uh, it's gray <laughs> and tan fur. The mustache is kind of a brownish tan. Um, and yeah, he's the ship's pilot. Yes, just keep us bearing straight. I want to make sure that we are as quick as possible on recovering these berries. Uh, I would like to get that bonus, as I'm sure the rest of you would as well. Anything strange coming up on the sensors, Morgan? Uh, no, Captain. Not that I can tell. I'll do another sweep, just to be on the, on the up and up. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, and uh, Morgan uh, is a half-elf. Um, they are non-binary and have currently an amazing uh, head of purple fading to a light pink hair um they much like hestia or tia as they like to call her are a devout follower of a deity their particular deity is arche though and yeah morgan just sort of types away and does another little scan also closes their eyes a little bit and does something else yeah, everything looks to be going normally. Excellent. Thank you, Morgan. And Mr. Martell, how do the fittings and inner structure of the ship? Fittings and internal structures are all nominal. No issues found so far. Everything within, within cargo is just working just fine. Thank you, Mr. Martell. So what... Uh Tell us so, about Mr. Martell there, John. That's right. So, Vincent Martell is a dwarf at roughly four and a half feet tall, 180 pounds. His hair is black, shoulder length, pulled up into a half ponytail. Uh, he has a set of gray eyes uh, below a low brow line and black bushy eyebrows. He has an olive skin tone, a prominent nose, and a modest bushy beard. I'm, I can. That was a great description. I can really picture him. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah. So the uh, Roland, uh, the captain, then kind of um, addresses the crew as a whole and says, uh, "I know that we've watched that video several times now, and I appreciate all of you indulging me. I just want to make sure that this job goes well and that we are efficient with our time." because I know that we want to get that bonus. Isn't that right, Mr. Martell? We always get the bonus, and we always get on here on time. The only difference really is is that whenever you make this speech, it is just the same old. Yes, uh, you have told me many times before uh, your thoughts on my uh, huddles before each job. It is noted. Thank you for your feedback. I will do my best to... Well, who am I kidding? I'm going to always make these speeches. Communication <laughs> is vital to a team. Thank you, Hestia. Yes, Vinny, you know we've got to raise morale and keep our spirits in in proper order. And the, the captain's doing their best. So, you know, just uh, chin up. <laughs> At that Gadrick size and just looks out the viewport out the front of the ship. Yeah, um, Vincent's just going to roll his eyes at that. It's just like, if I wanted a, a slogan from the Edge Manual, that's what I would have got. I would have opened that. All right. Um, well, whose turn is it for to choose the approach music? <laughs> I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's my turn. <laughs> and yeah, sure, take it. <laughs> Morgan just kind of like looks around, like, mm? <laughs> somebody gonna fight me on this? 
<laughs> well, it looks like there are no uh, arguments. So, Morgan, if you would, please set us up with the music and Gadrick, take us in. All right, everybody. Uh, great job on the introductions. I want to go ahead and get this out of the way, lest I forget. I want to give you all an inspiration at the top of uh, of the episode here. Um, so the way that we are going to do inspirations in this show is um, we were gifted some fabulous D30s by a friend of the pod, Eric, also known as Tin Lawn Gnomes, a parenthetical right. Eric, if you will. <laughs> he sent us all some D30s. So uh, I'm going to award inspirations based on uh, role play or cool actions, whatever I like that you do, essentially. And um, you can use that that D30 in place of any D20 roll that you want to. So just to get this out of the way, uh, a 20 on the die and a 30 on the die will count as a critical. Uh, 21 through 29 will be a normal roll, but obviously you'll get a higher bonus than you would normally be able to achieve. It should be interesting. We'll see how it goes. So you can use that before you make any D20 roll if you want to. So... Make sure you have your D30s I on do. Hand. Thank you, Eric, yes. for, for that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Eric. All right, everybody. So, BD-14 starts to move into the atmosphere, and as you move into the atmosphere, uh, you go through some storm clouds, and rain starts to pour down on this small freighter over a dark ocean towards the city of Kabarat, which grows rapidly on the horizon. Though it's known as the Jewel of the Western Sea, very little of the city sparkles in this weather. Kabarat lines the mouth of the Yarrow River, which stretches past the city into the foothills of the Storm Shield Mountains beyond. Navigation beacons and the city's traffic control AI direct BD-514 to a landing pad at Ship's End, the city's bustling starport. So. Given this uh, harsh weather and poor visibility, uh, Gadrick, I need you to make a piloting check to see if you can land this thing. Keep it right. steady, Gadrick. You've got this. All right, everybody, buckle up. It's uh, looking a little bit bumpy coming in. Uh, that is a 19 on the die for a 29 piloting. Nice. All right, uh, Great all you, first roll. Yeah. All you needed was a 15, my guy. Gadrick has been at this for a long time and has absolutely no problem handling this uh this freighter as you land right there in ship's end into your docking bay and um i assume you guys want to go ahead and jump off of the ship and uh get started so you are all working class individuals and of course you have some tools for your trade uh edge corp provides you all with what's known as a cargo rig it's a, uh, a, a land vehicle. It's about uh, 10 feet wide, about um, 20 feet long, 10 feet high or so. And uh, it can haul a trailer that uh, comes with it. Um, it's a hover trailer that comes stowed in a specialized compartment between the floorboards and the hover jets. And um, a, a single person can take 10 minutes to unpack this trailer and uh, attach it to the back of the vehicle and extend it up to 80 feet, which should be plenty of space for you to all uh, carry all 50 tons of these Yarrow berries. It's a pretty stout little trailer. 50 tons, yeah. Mm. Little little tugboat thing. The trailer, oh, absolutely. Now, the only thing is the trailer does not have any kind of roof or walls, so... um, you know, every all your cargo needs to be carefully secured, and it's not going to provide any kind of cover. Um, however, you know that should be no problem for you all to unload the rig out of your ship and set it up. Take about ten minutes. Now, you also have been provided by the company two hover carts. Okay, so these are hover carts that look like a small metal briefcase. However, it's operated via a wireless key fob, and you, when you, at the press of a button, you, the case will unfold and reshape itself into a disc about three feet in diameter that cool. floats about three feet off the ground. Uh, the disc can support the 50 bulk and can be set to follow the key fob at a distance of about five feet. That's pretty okay. sweet. Uh, 
Kind of like that's yeah. like a high level spell in D and D. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, they're, yeah. They're like those yeah. little uh, hover carts in Death Stranding, the little that. floaty yeah. platforms uh, that absolutely yes. You. Think Death Stranding hover carts, but you don't need a cord; it just cord. follows you. We are in the future, <laughs> baby. BB. BB. Yes. <laughs> BB. Uh, so anyway, that is going to take you about ten minutes to set all that up. Yeah. To set all that up, yeah. Do you, is there anything I want to say or talk about while you're doing that? Quick question: What is a yarrow berry, and can one eat it uh, raw? It. Yeah. Do you want to roll like a a, a culture yes, check I or something, do. or a, a life science uh, check? Maybe I'll tell you a little bit about yarrow uh, berries. Life science for sure. You bet I can do that. Abs- is it physical science it or life, life science? science? I don't even it would know. Be life definitely science. be life. Yeah. I'm gonna roll my new Norse Foundry die. Let's see what we get here. All right, it's me rolling the die, so that's the problem. Um, it's going to be a six mm-hmm. total with a five on the die. <laughs> well, luckily for you, your dispatcher, Tarika, already told you a bunch about yarrow berries. Uh, essentially, it's a little red berry that grows along the banks of the Yarrow River around Cabarat on Castravel. It is very edible, it is very tasty, it's sweet, it's delicious, and it's a delicacy on Akaton where you're going to deliver these uh, berries to, uh, you know that they sell for about 500 credits a crate wow. um, on uh, on Akaton. Uh, like I said, they grow everywhere around here, but of course markets so are different. So as we're loading them, Morgan would look for one that's like been smushed or is like... You'd have not received yeah, Yara just berries. You're going... To, to, to reach we're just out, crushing you it. are going to... <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that you... I'm sorry that we were loading them onto no, these No, it takes 10 things. minutes to set up all the equipment to go... Oh. go yeah, go you, you have to get a, a, a rig and a trailer to be able to haul these Yara berries that you're on your way to pick up right. from a grocery store called Pratt's yeah. Produce. Uh, in Cabra. You want us to do like work first though, huh? <laughs> you are workers. <laughs> yes, you are in fact not oh. adventurers, folks. You are working Come on, for we're a living. tavern. Man. Welcome to the sun. I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I want to be the guy uh, in the corner in the shade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm fucking killing it. <laughs> well, yeah, so we do. We, is there any checks involved in setting this equipment up or we. I would think that considering that you do this for yeah. a living, this should be pretty routine work, pretty standard issue. Yeah. I'm not going to require any checks for that. It just takes time. Uh, yeah. Right? So, so Roland is like, all right, uh, we know how to do this. Let's do this quickly. I need uh, Mr. Martel, if you would go ahead and start on the uh, setting up our trailer and um, Gadrick, if you would go ahead and get the rig prepared for movement. Gadrick turns, walks off to go do that mm-hmm. as he's being told to do the thing. Yep. Right. Morning, <laughs> Caden. Captain, is there anything I can do to be of assistance? Uh, perhaps you can you can join Morgan and talk to the... Uh, well, are there like officials there at the dock like are there customs officials that we have to talk to no everything's automated you know they're expecting you Mm -hmm. you are on an official edge corp job all of that kind of stuff gets handled Mm -hmm. uh before you arrive nobody's nobody's troubling you gotcha at the at the ship's end he'll just say uh hestia if you would uh just lock up our ship (laughs) Uh, my, my pleasure captain Thank you. Beep, beep. Um, it's locked. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work. Ships have keys. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Let's go ahead and get that yeah. out of the way. That's yeah. established. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's the thing about the cargo rig, guys. It only seats four. So somebody's got to ride on the back on the trailer. Who wants to volunteer? Well, I'm driving this bucket, so. I'll ride on the back of the trailer. Naturally. Okay. All right. Vinny on the back. Hestia kind of like her antennas droop a little bit. It's like I want that. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right, Hestia. You can ride in the back on the way back to our ship. The the antenna pop right back up. Yeah, there's room back there right now. Just hop on back. Let's just get this thing moving. Excellent. 
point. You do have an you do have an eighty foot trailer that you know. are carrying. I don't know if there's. Another I'm sorry. There's one. only room for one passenger <laughs> on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I need you in here, Hestia. Come on, we gotta move this and walk. What's stopping us, Getty? Nothing. Let's go. No, nothing <laughs> is stopping you. The, uh, you crank it yeah. up, and you guys start rolling through um, through Ship's End into Copperot. Now you're on your way, as Tarika mentioned, to a produce store called Pratt's Produce. If you want to search the infosphere or maybe recall knowledge. Um, about what you know about Pratt's produce, you certainly can if anybody wants to. Is would that be considered uh, just like a culture or? Yeah. 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 Man, for sure. For sure. Morgan definitely wants to do that. Oh, can everybody roll, or is this a one-person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody. More I'm merrier. Gadrick's not. Yeah, okay. I have a minus one to culture. Well, he's he's driving <laughs> and honestly doesn't give two shits about Pratt's produce. Let's see. It's fair enough. I only rolled again uh, uh, very low because it's me. Um, so I got a seven. However, the DC for this culture check should be reduced by five because of my particular theme knowledge. Oh, excellent. What is your particular theme knowledge? I have read and studied much in eagerness to learn about and experience new cultures. Um, in fact, I've done so much in that that I get to reduce that DC <laughs> to recall knowledge about a culture's customs and related topics. So. Well, luckily for you, the DC is very low because this is all public information. You're just going to check Google reviews Jesus. on the place. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So what you know about Pratt's Produce is that it is a large family-owned grocery and distribution center specializing in off-world trade. You know, the manager is a man named Bruno Pratt, as Tarika mentioned, and he is known to, as the Google reviews mention, deal fairly with those who deal fairly with him. Prices are reasonable and uh, prides himself on having a clean store and an environmentally responsible product, uh, and products rather, sourced from local growers. You also know that the company has been in the Pratt family for over four generations. Do you guys want to head there? No. Patrick's already no? driving. Okay. Now. We're right. back on the ship. We're going to yeah. steal. That's where we're going. Yeah. That's where I'm taking. Yeah. Oh, this guy. This guy is doing uh, ethical environmental sourcing. No, we're out. <laughs> we're out. <laughs> to be honest, I'm a little surprised the company's doing business with them. Like, <laughs> the company does business with everybody. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as as stated a couple times before, Roland would be pushing. Because we want to hit that right. Because you're on a you're on right. a timer, absolutely. So you make your way to Pratt's Produce, unload off of the cargo rig, head inside. Inside the grocery exudes a cleanliness that is minimalistic, but not sterile. Uh, rows of shelves and friendly aisle displays present a wide variety of well-organized foodstuffs for purchase. Dozens of people, but mostly Lashuntas, go about their daily errands here. Um, they're selecting food and making conversations, sometimes telepathically, of course, as Lashuntas are wont to do. Uh, you see small, bright screens scattered about the store. They're using flashy ads to announce the uh, day's best deals and upcoming specials. To the right of the entrance, automated checkout lines, supervised by a middle-aged Lashunta woman, tally up customer purchases. All right, Morgan, if you would, let them know that we are here. The rest of us, let's prepare the cargo hold for loading. Yeah, I assume Gadrick would have brought it, like, pulling up, find where he thinks they would be loaded from, or looking for the crates for him to pick up and would already be positioning their little craft to, you know, start the loading process. Well, yeah, your car's, your car's parked out front outside. Mm -hmm. You know, right now, you're looking for Runo Pratt. Mm -hmm. I did push Morgan forward but I'll be right next to you as well you okay know? Morgan would you know perk up and be like of course captain yes let's uh, let's go find uh, Mr. Bruno yes is that correct that is your your memory is getting better Morgan <laughs> thank you captain um, I see yes. those brain exercises are working yeah they've come in really handy thank you um let's see here and do they notice um, I assume an individual who looks like they're in charge. <laughs> well, like I said, you see a middle-aged Lashunta woman uh, kind of... Overseeing. You know, like just kind of overseeing the self-checkout, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, 
Yeah, she's checking the IDs for people purchasing um, berry alcohol, that kind of type of thing. Please enter next item. Please put item in bag. Please put item in bag. An assistant will be with you shortly. Unexpected item in bagging area. (laughs) Please remove item from bag. All right, guys. This science fantasy just got too real. Can we just take it down a notch, please? But yeah, Morgan would lively walk ahead and uh, kind of pop in front of the Lashunta and say, "Uh, Hello, yes, hi. Uh, We are here uh, from the company to make a... um, We're picking up. We have an, an order to pick up. Hi. She doesn't say anything to you, but points you towards the back office. All right. Fantastic. Thanks. Cheers. And Morgan would just sort of bounce off a little, mm-hmm. kind of like excited to get this going. Roland will just nod at the Lashenta and follow Morgan. Yeah. I mean, she'll nod in return, but again, doesn't really give you mm-hmm. uh, a, a warm welcome. Not worried, yeah, not worried about it. We're on, we're on a mission, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you make your way into the uh, back office. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, you know, you knock on the door and then kind of push it open, and inside you see a uh, an older, stocky-looking Lashunta wearing blue coveralls, uh, sitting behind a wooden desk just covered in papers. He is tapping furiously on a data pad while grumbling to himself. Um, his most notable feature is a missing left antenna and a thin scar that begins at his forehead and zigzags back along his scalp. He looks up, tosses the tablet aside, and asks in a polite but agitated voice, What can I do for you? Hi, yes, um, are you Runo? Yes, yes, I am. I am Runo Pratt. Hi, yes, um, hello. Uh, my name is Morgan. This is um, my captain. Greetings. We're here uh, to pick up an order of uh, those berries, those delicious little berries, uh, from the company. Yes, sorry. (laughs) Oh, yes, you are here from Edgecorp, indeed. And before we get into this conversation, let me go ahead and I have some art of Mr. Runo Pratt to show you. Oh, wow. Can you all see that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He looks like somebody. He looks like an actor that I can't pull out. I mean, that's some realistic looking art. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's the most realistic Art like, I've seen like so far. Sculptures. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's got this like little. Is that a beard? Like a little little soul patch there. Little little, little soul patch. Little, little, little something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got that like. Uh, he's got that John Travolta and swordfish. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god. Yeah. Going on. You know what I'm talking <laughs> totally. about? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's for so sure. Slender. Wow. That's a that's a great art. That's some great art. I can't stop looking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm lost in this in his eyes. You are, as you as you are lost in his eyes, he says, "It's good that you are here, but uh, you'd better hurry. There's a lot to move, and those yarrow berries will spoil before too long. You have no idea how much this shipment means to me. I am retiring after this, thirty years running this place, and now it is Nida's turn. This shipment is my retirement plan, so please be careful, okay?" And then he goes I- back to like struggling with his data pad. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> Morgan would nod furiously and just be like, absolutely, we'll take very good care of it. Um, Yes, absolutely. Captain, okay? And they would just kind of like nod excitedly. Like, yes. let's go do the thing. Yes, let's, <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you very much. We will begin loading them now. Um, and then kind of whispers to Morgan, great job, Morgan. You're really getting quite good at this. Runo's <laughs> like, yes, yes, this, this, this fucking data pad. <laughs> what, what, uh, what seems to be the problem with your data pad? I mean, I'm not a very tech savvy person, but I could get one of my crew to look at it. I don't know. It was working fine for inventory last night, but now it's a mess. I need to file the change of ownership paperwork, but I can't get the damn thing to work. And he's just gesturing helplessly at it. Well, if you'd like, uh, while we're loading up, I can call my engineer in here to to, to take a look at it. Oh, you have a uh, you have somebody that is uh, good with the data pads. But of course. Well, th- please, by all means, I am in bad shape without this. You see. Fifty credits should suffice for a repair fee. Yes. 
Morgan just like looks over at the captain like, oh my God, no. <laughs> uh, roll a diplomacy check. Okay, we'll do that. I, I, I'm pretty good at diplomacy. <laughs> you caught me off guard with that one. I know. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a 21. A 21. Mm-hmm. All right, Blocker, you drive a hard bargain, but if you can get my datapad working, I will pay you 50 credits afterward deal of course and uh he extends his paw to to shake on it and he shakes your hand all right uh and then he roland picks uh, on his communicator as comms unit says hestia i have a fantastic job for you yes her uh antenna perk up Uh, what what need do you have of me captain please join me in the store in the back office Uh, at once and she does that uh, so I guess whenever you come in, I'll be like, this gentleman here is having difficulties with his data pad, and I know that you like to tinker around with these types of things. I'm going to go help the rest of the crew load up these berries. If you would take a look at this data pad in the meantime, see if you can help him get it working again. Yes, Captain. Of my own will, I will certainly help with this man's data pad. That's an excellent choice, Hestia. I'm proud of you. Uh, mm. Morgan? If you'll stay here and make sure that payment is collected, but only if Hestia is successful in repairing the data pad. I am going to go join the crew, as I said. And he steps out. And Ruyo turns to you, Morgan, and says, Morgan, is it... You may not want to be here the entire time. This There are quite a large number of crates of berries. It's going to take you several hours to load them all up. And in fact, it will take you (laughs) several hours. Um, In order to load uh, 50 tons of yarrow berries that are all packed into 50-pound sealed crates, um, it'll take you about 16 hours of labor. However, if you utilize the two hover carts, um, you can cut this time in half to about eight hours yeah, so it'll Ro- take you to load all these up so captain uh roland steps out i guess the kind of like the back door to the loading dock and sees all of them and then pokes his head back in and he says on second thought morgan i would need you to join me <laughs> um there's a lot of berries <laughs> absolutely so i just did the math that's two thousand crates and you said at 500 each it's a million credits Yes. Yeah. Hestia, it, you this are. Is, again, as Runo mentioned before, his whole retirement hinges on you all completing this job. Oh, no worries. He, we will have this complete with no problems whatsoever. Hestia, are you all right in here? Um, Captain, if you will, allow me to have Morgan nearby for just a, a few moments, and then I will send her along. Uh, I I analyze problems better when an ally is near, and I'm saying that because I want to roll a check to I try to identify the problem with this data pad before I start doing work on it. But I want to use <clears throat> my Sheeran racial ability, communalism, to be able to basically get advantage on that roll. And then once I identify the problem, Morgan can go. Well, let me save you a little bit of trouble because the the pro- Runa will happily explain what the problem is to you. He says, I can't get in. My password has been changed. I did not change my password. Somehow it is different. I do not understand. Um, mm. Hestia, I, do not- I will give you my thumbprint if that will help. And Runa will put his thumbprint on the data pad before he hands it to you, Tia, uh, which will give you a bonus to any kind of hacking checks that you want to do to try to fix it uh yeah try to fix it so yeah uh uh, unfortunately no we are on a short time schedule um i i i I must take morgan with me but you will do just fine you're an intelligent sheeran and i have nothing but faith in you that you will be able to succeed in this task morgan if you will it's of course captain um Tia, you got this, love. Don't even worry about it. I'm sure he's just using, like, the wrong buttons or something for his password. You've got this. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of, like, like walk out, you know. I do All right. doubt my cape Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so while they begin loading these up, 
Tia. Let's talk about this data pad. Essentially, you can either roll a, a hacking, a computer's check, or an engineering check, whichever you'd like to do. The, the computer's check will, you know, let you hack in. The engineering check is, uh, like, you would be kind of opening the physical case and uh, accessing its components. So how do you want to approach it? Uh, I, in terms of bonus, it's kind of apples and oranges. Uh, but... Uh, uh, Hestia is is hired like her job is engineer so I, I think I would use engineering over computers okay you can use engineering if you want however if you go hack the hacking route you do get a plus five bonus to that because of Runo's thumbprint so oh well if she would understand that then yeah I'll use computers yeah so go ahead and roll me a computers check with a plus five bonus nice okay uh uh, that's a 26. I got a 918. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. So you you are able to gain access. And you quickly notice that the hackers uh, of this data pad have installed what appears to be a firewall preventing Runo's password from being reset. So roll me a perception check. Perception? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's another natty 18 for a total of 18. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> All you go. needed was a DC 15 on this perception check. So you notice that the algorithms um, and the, the firewall are utilizing what appear to you to be classic space goblin coding techniques. Whoa. So what? you can try to get past this firewall, but I need you to roll another computer's check with a little higher DC this time. However, that plus five bonus from Runo's thumbprint will still apply here. Nice. Okay. Let's see. That is a 14 on the die. Uh, so 17, 22. With the, plus, with the plus five, it's a 22. A 22 is a DC 19, my friend. You are able to uh, reset the password and clear the hackers out of the data pad successfully. Nice. Um, was he was he under was he aware that it had been hacked? No, he has no idea. Do you want to explain to him what yes, happened? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of like beep boop boop, uh, twiddle it a little bit and then hand it back to him. And Hestia says, uh, <clears throat> "It appears as though uh, someone had hacked in and installed some firewalls on your data pad." Uh, I would judge by the. Uh, rudimentary process by which they went about this that it was uh, perhaps space goblins mm, space goblins this is not good listen I really appreciate this thank you so much and I will give your vlog friend his credits but um, keep your eye out on the way back to ship's end okay I uh, I had heard some people talking of, of goblins out there but I didn't think much of it and if if you're right, and they're the ones who hacked my files, well, I don't know what they're up to, but it's criminal, that's for sure. Okay, I will inform the captain that you have uh, told us this, and uh, of my own will, I will say uh, goodbye for now. Yes, yes, of course. Thank you again so much. This is incredible. Great work, by the way. Indeed, highlights be with you. All right, so you're gonna leave Runo to uh, reset his password and start helping the crew uh, work, I guess, <laughs> you know, loading up these crates of berries. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a quick question sure. for Heath. By my own will? Of what my it, own is, will. Of my own will? What is it's, that? It is a, a common aphorism among uh, worshippers of Hylax to indicate that this is a choice that they are making of their own free will and that they are eager to help. Jazzy, cool beans, thank you. Yeah, no problem. I like that. I like that. So how goes this work, guys? I mean, you got about eight hours. I mean, you got a full day of loading this up. And it's pouring down rain, by the way. Uh, how do you feel about about this job right now? Same shit, different day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I feel Vincent Martel is just like, he's wiping his brow off, working hard on this. And I think at one point, he's actually just kind of 
flag uh, Gadjica over chat real quick. He's like, Oi, Gady. He's like, Just Tell him to come over here. Gadget looks at him, continues loading. Mm. Yeah, you can talk while you're loading stuff too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to want the kitten here. Well, How's he going? flapping doesn't mean that you can't load shit, so let's get this thing done. All right, and so he's going to continue loading, but he's kind of like halfway in between while loading as well as kind of chatting. And he's going to say, so saw another job posting for Skydark. Have you seen it? Nah, I hadn't looked. My, I'm telling you, I think you really got a chance. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, maybe the company is. You're too, you're too loyal to this company, mate. Look, no, it's believe me, it's not out of loyalty, not no, at all. Mate, mate, mate. Look, you're on it. You're on it right. You're in a right. I, I'm telling you this. You've been working here for eight years, and I have never seen anybody with more skill and expertise. I, I mean, you could be a bleeding teacher, you know that, or or supervisor or something. You don't need to be doing this backbreaking work. Yeah, I, I know. Just in time, I guess. I, I'm. Let's just get this shit yeah. done. All right, all right, all right. Look, look. Just asking. Sleep on it. Keep doing these holes. But just please, please give us some thought. And so he's just gonna kind of go back to like you know, kind of separate a bit, you know, and just like start grabbing some other cargo uh, further down, further away from Gadrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Smart. so it doesn't look like we're actually like. <laughs> Talking back and forth. Don't want the captain to, uh, to start riding on him for it, you know? Yeah. Um, as far as how the captain feels, I think outwardly he would be keeping a, a fairly, like, controlled appearance and just be working. You know, he would be right in there working. He's not the type of person to just, like, sit there and give orders and not assist. So, like, he's certainly helping and, and probably overly doing it to some degree, like taking some of the heavier stuff just because inwardly he really wants to garner the respect of the crew um this is this is new for him and he wants his goal is to take this crew to like higher levels of work within the company to do more prestigious jobs for edge court because he's just a little naive in thinking that that's an opportunity that he might have um but outwardly he's trying to like hold it together and look like he's confident um to to be the leader but He's, I think he looks over and sees Gadrick and Vincent talking and, you know, he doesn't say anything, can't hear him, but a little part of him gets anxious. Are they talking about me again? I, I feel like that, that Vincent, what am I going to do with he, he just can't crack him. He's like just going through all these thoughts in his <laughs> mind while, while he's loading things up. Um, Does... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but at this, like, Tia gets there later, right, than you guys. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, as as Tia works up, she probably reports immediately to the captain. Yes. Has Tia, good to see you. How did it go with the data pad? It it went well. I was able to identify um, uh, um, um, space goblin hacking that had been done to his... Um, firewall and I fixed it and Captain I would like to say I vomit in your mouth for the opportunity. Yes um, thank you I'm still getting used to that phrase. Oh I'm, I am so sorry. Uh, I'm, no don't I'm, apologize I, I like I like hearing the cultures of different worlds it's, it's one of my favorite things as, as you know um, <laughs> it's just a strange thing to, to hear from, from time to time uh, <laughs> why well, this uh, got to be a one on one shit yeah. man <laughs> excellent excellent yeah. work with the data pad um, you said space goblins indeed and and um, Mr. Uh, Runo told us to be on the lookout in case we run into space goblins for if we do they will certainly be performing illegal tasks alright thank you excellent work um, I will make sure that you get a large well tell you what you can have all 50 credits oh I vomit in, I, I mean thank you I vomit <laughs> in your m- mouth 
<laughs> um, <laughs> the captain will then go over to, I guess, um, Gadric and say, Gadric, um, Hestia has just reported that space goblins were responsible for a malfunction on this proprietor's data pad. I would like you to keep a extra eye out as we return while we're driving. Just keep a sharp focus. I will attempt to do the same. If you would uh, fill in Mr. Martell and I will do the same with Morgan. Yeah, sure. Uh, I only got two eyes, but I guess I'll try and keep one of them out for him. All right. Um, excellent. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes to Morgan and fills her in on the, on the same Okay, and yeah. Morgan, how how do you feel about uh, about this backbreaking labor that you're doing for the next eight hours? So, as we kind of like would have walked outside, and I imagine it's already been raining or it started raining. What was the situation? Yeah, well, it's later? been raining since ever since yeah. you arrived. Okay, yeah. So Morgan would walk back out and kind of just stand in the rain for just like two seconds and just kind of like. And uh, they would, everybody else, I imagine, is just wearing their regular uh, edge uniforms. Um, and Morgan is, of course, uh, do it, wearing that as well. But they also have, like, a scarf kind of tied around their neck just to give it a little bit of flair, a little, mm-hmm. a little panache. Sure. Um, and so they would take the scarf off and pull their hair up just to get it out of the way. And um, when they do that, you can see, like, a very small bird creature kind of scurry out from behind their neck um and the bird would just sit on morgan's shoulder as they're moving crates around and just kind of do the little bird in the in the water the little shake yeah, uh, yeah bath yeah. thing uh but the whole time morgan's just kind of smiling and just sort of enjoying everything and as anything drives by or if people walk by talking uh they just kind of like or sort of trying to absorb all of the pieces of this place and just you can just tell that they're trying to soak in the experience like they're soaking in the rain absolutely absolutely so you, you guys work for about eight hours you know you get everything loaded up and um before you leave Bruno comes to meet you all uh out out back and and um <clears throat> he's uh he's got a crate in his hand an, an extra crate of what appears to be yard berries. And he says, Listen, Siski will give you a fair price for this shipment. She runs car imports in Hive Market. You tell her I sent you. We go way back. And then he'll uh, set the crate down on the back of your uh, trailer and pull out his comm unit and swipe over 50 credits to you, uh, Roland, and say, Here are your credits, Vlaka. And for you, the hacker, you take this, and he, and he taps on the uh, extra crate of yarrow berries, and he says, ship rations can get pretty stale on a long drift, courtesy of Pratt's Protus. Oh. And he gives you an extra crate of, uh, of berries, and again, nice. that's worth about 500 credits uh, at the Akaton market if you want to sell it there. Excellent. Mm. I vomit in. I, I th- thank you, thank you so much for your generosity. You're a strange one, Sheeran, but I like you. I like you a lot. <laughs> uh, I like you too. Um, what's his last name? Pratt, right? Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. Um, thank you, Mr. Pratt. Um, that is quite kind of you. Um, I'm glad that uh, Hestia was able to fix your data pad. Um, she tells me that it was hacked by space goblins, so I would take extra precautions around your shop as they seem to have access to your personal belongings. Yes, that is what she tells me as well. It is uh, most disconcerting. You be careful out there too, okay? Don't let anything happen to my shipment. This is a big damn deal, do you know what I mean? Yes, we will make sure we uh, we will take the utmost care of these berries. Your future. Very as good. It were. Very good. Be safe out there, okay? Clarification, Zach. What was the name of the person we're taking these to? Um, Siski. 
Siski, S-I-S-K-I. Uh, Bruno told you that Siski runs Ka Imports in Hive Market. Cool beans. Thank you. Do we mm-hmm. know anything about Siski? No. You don't know anything about Siski. Um, you do know that Tarika mentioned that she would send you over some more details as you get closer to Akaton. Excellent. So perhaps there'll be some information there. Um, however, you guys get it all loaded up. You uh, hop in the rig. Now tell me about how we're riding this rig. Again, because the rig seat's four, right? So you have your driver, uh, I'm assuming going to be Gadrick. Mm-hmm. And then who's going to sit shotgun? Who's going to sit in the two back seats? And then who's riding the trailer? Captain, you told me I could ride on the trailer on the way back. <laughs> uh, indeed I did, Hestia. Uh, the trailer seat is yours. Uh, would you care for some company? Uh, of my own will, I would love company. Excellent. Uh, Morgan, will you please keep um, Gadrick company in the front seat and really keep your eye on the road? Mr. Martell, if you would also ride in the cab, but keep an eye on our rear. Yeah, yeah, you our go flanks, on, Mont. rather. Yeah, kitten. More, and so, like, kind of seeing Vinny's response, uh, being kind of like, Mer, Morgan would, like, heels together and bright smiles and say, I kept in, it'll keep a good eye out, and would pop in the cab. Yes, I, I've told you before that the salute is not necessary, um, but thank you. But it's quite fun! And she, and, they, and they would close the door. Of course. Well, <laughs> if you enjoy it, uh, far be it from me. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Hestia, uh, after you. No, after you. No, after you. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, after you. Oh, this no. is a real sh- sheer standoff. <laughs> okay, I, I, I will go. Uh, excellent choice. Hestia. <laughs> All right, so again, who's up front? Who's in the back? Yeah, so Morgan, uh, Vinny, and Gaddy are... Gadrick. Uh, Gaddy. No, you're Gaddy. Are it's it's happening. Front. It's already done. <laughs> 100% Morgan will be calling you Gaddy. Just Gaddy Town. laying that out. Lay- Gaddy Town. Uh, is Gaddy Town a thing anywhere else? Hey, no, I, I believe no, it is. I'm sure it's it is, not. Yeah. No, I believe okay. it's, a, it's a chain. I really thought that that was uh, Hattiesburg uh, specific. No, there was one in the oh, Jackson Oh, no, there's one in Jackson. Okay. Uh, Headquarters in Austin, Texas. Okay. Well, yeah, so Hestia and Roland will be riding in the trailer. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. As we do kind of load up, like, and get settled, Morgan would, their demeanor would change just a little bit. Like, knowing all the stuff that's been said about, you know, the severity of this this shipment, that it's somebody else's livelihood that's riding on this and not just, like, company... Yar yar yar. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a lot more invested in this now. Like they're a lot. They're they're kind of head out of the clouds. Yeah. Um. So they they're definitely tuned in more. So. Fair enough. Absolutely. So we're ready to head back to the ship. Yeah. Boom. All right. So as you start rolling back through Kabarat, the city is a constant buzz. Uh, spacecraft hum in nearby docking facilities and zoom overhead while merchants and crowds of tourists chatter. Uh, the rumbling engine of the cargo rig that you're riding on just merges seamlessly into the urban symphony, if you will. As the spaceport comes back into view up ahead, an old woman pushing a cart across the street yelps in alarm as her cart tips over and rusty tanks of petrol tumble out, scattering in every direction. Traffic stops, and drivers in nearby vehicles shout, but the old woman is ignoring them. Instead, she walks slowly over to one of the rolling tanks, picks it up, and carefully cradles it in her arms as she returns to the fallen cart. Okay. Cradles a tank? Like a gas tank? Yes. Uh, so, so the people in the cab see that first, right? Yes. Do the people in the trailer see it at all? I don't know. Do you want to roll perception yeah. checks? Sure. While they're perceiving, can Morgan attempt to sense motive? Sure. On this old lady? Yeah. 
old lady. It's a dirty 20 yeah, for me on the perception. Oh, 20? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did everybody else got? Uh, 14. 14? Anybody else rolling that? No, I was going to do sense motive. Okay. Yeah, but All right, go ahead. We... Give me the sense motives. Mm, that's 15. Uh, that's going to be a 21. Okay. And they're actually using their empathy uh, ability. So as a full action, you can attempt a sense motive check to read the emotions of a particular creature. DC is 20 or 10 plus its bluff modifier, whichever is higher. Mm -hmm. uh, if you succeed, you learn its general disposition um, and attitude towards creatures within 30 feet of it, and you gain a plus two circumstance bonus to bluffs, diplomacy, intimidate, and sense motive checks against that creature for one hour. Mm, that's pretty cool. Okay. Well, I'll say this. You do not detect any emotions coming from this old woman with that sense motive check. Those of you who rolled higher than a 10 on your perception can tell that this is in fact not an old woman, but a junk bot of mm. sorts disguised as an old woman. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Roland definitely taps on the top of the rig. I'm assuming that I'm kind of like standing behind the rig and I just tap, tap on the top and like eyes up, look sharp. That is not an old woman there. Hestia. Eyes forward. Yeah, I, I, okay. <laughs> I vomit in your mouth. <laughs> All right. So those of you riding on the trailer, roll me a perception check. As you as you bring your cart to a uh, to your rig rather to a stop right in front of the old woman who's like stopped in the middle of the road and there are just like petrol tanks scattered all over and she's cradling one and she's blocking your view. But those of you on the trailer. Give me a perception check. That's a four. Ooh. Four. Eighteen. Eighteen. Mm -hmm. All right, so Roland, with your sharp eye, you notice at the very back of the trailer, a squad of goblins roll up on junk cycles and look as if they are about to start stealing your yarrow berries. And oh, hey. hell no. We'll see ya. Oh, oh, oh shit. shit. Wow, oh, first shit. one dog. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Smash oh, the goblins! Wow, wow, wow. Goddamn so, goblins! So, Zach, I could have sworn that the old woman would have been three goblins with the jump. Oh, yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll see you in the next one.